My name is Caitlin, and I spent a semester in Ireland. And my name is Joe, and I spent the first 22 years of my life in Ireland. And we both currently work at Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. We're breaking down many things that make Ireland such a spectacular destination. It's an overused phrase, but there really is something for everyone there. And we intend to prove that, don't we, Joe? We have. We do. <laughs> and we have various teams we'll focus on, and within those teams, we'll count up from one all the way through 250. Our current theme is arts and culture, and today, reason 13 is dancing. Whee! You know, like the Irish dancing, dancing. Blah, blah, blah. You can't see us right now, but we're both doing phenomenal jigs right this very mm, second. No, mine Mine's is, a little bit better than Mine Joe's. is mediocre at best. Mine's pretty bad. Um, one thing I do want to say today is it's been like three weeks since we've actually recorded a podcast, <laughs> um, and in that time we've both been to Ireland on different trips, so timing-wise and stuff, what we're talking about, what we talked about in the last episode, and what we're talking about today are three weeks apart, so we've yes. got a lot to we've got a lot to get through. We've got some good insight too, um, I think, maybe and some as well as that, stories. from my trip to Ireland, I brought home a Bowron, and I told Caitlin it was for her. But so, it was so actually listen. for the podcast, so, listen. so that so I could someone, do my drum roll at the end. Okay, great. So let's rewind. So if someone <laughs> tells you, this is a gift for you, I brought it for you, would you not think, oh, I can take that home? I would, have, would, I I would have thought, work? oh, the podcast is the most important thing in my no, life. And we no, spoke, no, we spoke about having a Bowron at the last episode, which was about music. <laughs> which was three weeks ago. So, uh, to quote you, you just said that two seconds ago. So anyway, I took it home and I showed my mom my mad skills on Skype the other day. I don't think my neighbors are too happy with me, but maybe I'll bring it back. Maybe next week. It's too late now. <laughs> Irish dancing. I love Irish dancing. Are you a fan of Irish dancing? I know for me, I grew up seeing it at festivals and on TV and movies and things like that. So maybe from my perspective, it's different. So you want to bring back some traumatic memories from my childhood? Is that what we're trying to say here? <laughs> I mean, you know, I did it presents itself. Sure. Irish dancing in school, in national school. Did you really? Yeah. It was, That's so cool. It, it was almost compulsory. Um... A lady used to come in and teach us dance once a week. I think it was probably Wednesdays at like uh, 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock or something. I'm so jealous. And we had to pay one pound for every lesson. And then at the end of the year, we had a fish and all the parents would a come. fish. 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 Is that not a thing over here? I thought the dancing feshes were still... Fesh. Like no. F-E-I-S. -F Reminds me of fetch, like from Mean Girls. Like, that's so fetch. I don't that, know what you're talking about. Not at all. No, it's not a, it's the same thing. A, it's a dance competition, okay. basically. Okay, okay, all right. Where you do a few dances and everyone would get medals. But for uh. some, somehow, somehow, even though I'd be dancing with the same three people, I would get gold, silver, and bronze, depending <laughs> on... Yeah, it, it was almost like the adjudicator that was there didn't really know what she was talking uh. about and was trying to give everybody... The winner's medal. Anyway, yeah, we we definitely yeah we definitely did that for a while, and at one point I I definitely stopped doing it because I didn't really like it. But when you don't do dancing, you're kind of left out um, because everybody was doing. And it. And what age were so you? I'm sorry, you said when you were in school. National school, so between like five and ten, probably. Oh, 
that's adorable. Yeah. Baby Joe. Mm -hmm. Do we have any photos? No, but there's one really good video yeah. that's on VHS tape of me doing a <laughs> dance called Shoe the Donkey, because this was when I wasn't dancing. But even when you didn't dance, you still had to do a dance for the fish at the end of the year. So if you didn't dance, so, could you just wing it? Could you do whatever the No, we, you had, we to still do? had to do like a practice run Aww. for Shoe the Donkey. Okay. And I don't know if you know Shoe the Donkey, but it's not really a traditional Irish dance. It's a very simple thing. But I did a did a dance with one of the girls in my class, and then at the end, I'm actually going to show Caitlin exactly what I did here. At the end, wow. we finished it, and all the parents were clapping, and I was standing there in the middle of the the video like this, and then I just went like this, <laughs> pulling up, pulling up, up his pants. But I did it like over and back and up and up, and it was just it was it's one of those moments that we used to replay oh, during childhood over and that. over and over again. I don't know if the tape still exists or not, but yeah, it was definitely mm, sounds like one a of gem. the more embarrassing moments of my childhood. So wow. love Irish dancing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh it. my goodness! Well, as with many art forms, Irish dance says a lot about the people who came to Ireland over the centuries and their culture in general. Along with their culture, these people brought their preferred types of dance. And of course, we need to note that Irish dance is closely associated with traditional music, which we touched upon. Of course. Uh-huh, not too long ago. To take a further look back into the history behind Irish dance, you've got the Druids, who danced in religious rituals honoring the oak tree and the sun. Um, and you'll find traces of their circular dances in the ring of dances done today. Did they go over any of this stuff with you when you were like learning moves, or was it more just they, the they form? They said, "Point your foot there and move your leg that way." <laughs> no, it was the same. It was never the the. Let's talk about the druids dance. and no, the Celts no, no. now. So the Celts arrived in Ireland from Central Europe more than two thousand years ago. And they brought their own folk dances with them. So you've got a combination of those two things coming together to form a lot of the steps that Joe here learned himself. Long after that time, Irish dance was majorly influenced by dance forms from the continent, the quadrille to be more specific. The quadrille was fashionable in the late 18th and 19th centuries, and this was performed by four couples in rectangular formation. So kind of think like square dancing-esque. It's kind of square dancing actually gets its roots from this. Traveling dancing masters taught this during the late 18th and 19th centuries in Ireland. So you had someone who would go around and he'd show your family, and it was a big to-do. I mean, back then, dancing was a very big social matter. So if you if you didn't dance, I mean, sure, there were other ways to be a part of the community, but this was pretty big. These dance masters had little room to teach, so they often demonstrated on tabletops, Joe, and they were confined so they kept their hands at their sides, and that's how. Uh, that's mainly why you know you see this in river dance yeah, and things like that. Yeah, because people always make fun of Irish dancing mm -hmm. for because everything is below the waist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I think there's an episode of Friends where Chandler's like really freaked out by Michael Flatley because he's like he's like his hands don't move anywhere from his body; they just oh, stay. Yeah, don't remember that. Yeah, oh, so now wonderful. I have to go back and watch ten seasons of Friends to <laughs> find that. Of course. There are two types of Irish dance. So we've got the social dance, which breaks down into categories as well. The social dance, you've got the Kaylee. I pronounced that correctly. I think I get a gold star for the day. Kayleys involve dances um, by varied formations of 2 to 16 people. Or 127 people, or... 3,400 and whatever. I guess that too. Can be too. as many people as you want. Okay, I heard 16, but I'm going to trust the Irish guy on this one. Yeah. Typically, they're accompanied by a... Boron, which we're missing today. No. Wow, that was better than the real thing. Yeah. Good job, good job. Or a fiddle. 
They can be performed in a long line or in a circle. And some examples are the bonfire dance, haymakers jig, and from real. We can include some examples of this so people can actually see what we're talking about. But none of me doing any of these things. You know, I feel like we should get a video Actually, of you. you were in Epic last week. I epic. was in Epic. Sorry, I keep talking about Epic, but there's a... No, I love there's Epic. There's a, what do you call it, uh gallery for Irish dancing. Yes, and on and the floor. And it shows the steps on the floor. They show you yeah. the steps, yes, and I and tried you can to try do and follow them. I yeah. failed miserably, I but... Did, I did really good. But it was... Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Along with um, the Kaylee, you also have set dancing or country dancing, which I mentioned earlier. We've got four couples, and they're in a square, um, and this really had a big impact on what's known today as American square dancing. And I think, if you're ever at an Irish wedding, and I'm only guessing here, but the Siege of Venice is a really popular dance at Irish weddings where everybody gets out on I the mean, floor. I mean, you had an Irish wedding, so can you not attest to this? Like, did you not have something like this happen? Or if you would let me finish, I oh, might be able to explain that. excuse me. It seems like it's probably quite square dancing, because okay. it's two people facing two people, but then there's also two more people beside them, and two. And it goes, it can be as long a line <laughs> as you want. I see, And I then see. there can be, you know, there can be sets. It could be hundreds of people but they're all in kind of sets of two and then they move over or they move forward that and dance with so another fun. couple why don't we do that it's, in America it's very confusing oh yeah if you well. went if you went to a certain Paddy's Day dinner in West Roxbury um <laughs> you, you would have done it there I mean I was moving into my new apartment so Fair. come on now come on you can't can't judge me for that the other type of dance, so we mentioned social dance, and we mentioned those two categories falling underneath. The other type is performance dance, and that's, I think, the big one we're going to focus on today. Irish step dancing. You've got your rapid leg and foot movements, and the body, as, as I mentioned earlier, the arms are kept very still. So you've got the arms kept at the waist, at, the, at, at your sides. Mm -hmm. There are several different forms, but the most popular is the Munster or Southern form that was formalized by the Irish Dancing Commission. It's performed in competitions, public and formal settings, Joe, um, and you've got competitive dancers that generally dance two to three steps at a time. I don't know if you if you know this stuff or if you just learned it so you don't think about it in the literal, like, Mostly know, the form. second one. Mostly the second one. Um, okay, yeah, okay. Like, there's one dance that everybody had to learn when we were doing Irish dancing it was I think it was I don't know was it, no it wasn't the slip jig that was one of the hard ones slip jig I think it was just called the jig possibly <laughs> um, but it was original it was also known as the one two threes because it was one two three two two three okay three, two, three, okay one, two three well, kind of going off of what he said any music majors or teachers out there will understand what I mean when I say each step lasts about 16 bars of music and they're danced starting with the right foot for eight bars, and then they're repeated with the left foot for eight bars, at least traditionally when, when first taught. I don't okay. know if, if you may be kind of... I am I am not an Irish dancer expert, <laughs> so don't, don't think that you're stepping on my toes, Let's, so to speak. Oh, -um -bum. <laughs> Let's talk about dance attire, shall we? Now, I want to know, first off, before we get into the details, no, did you I wear did not. the cool <laughs> No, costume? I just had to wear some nice clothes, so like... Slacks or whatever, <laughs> button-down shirts that was adorable. You know that was way too big for me. I was sticking out. Adorbs. Hands down by the side, big Pants to red stuff face. At the end. Exactly. Yeah. No. No <laughs> belt. So, uh, as with all forms of dance, um, Irish step dancing has specific shoes that must be worn. You got your gillies, correct? I have no idea. 
Oh, it, it sounds right. Okay, all based, right. Based I'm going to be corrected here. You've got your gillies, and excuse me if I butchered that, or your pumps. These are soft pumps shoes. Pumps is what they call them. I okay, think all right. I think pumps. I think high heels, but whatever. Um, these are soft shoes that are made of soft leather, of course. That's similar to ballet shoes. They're only worn by girls, as guys wear black leather shoes called real shoes. R E E L. I think we actually danced in our socks for. Oh. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> uh, the female shoes have laces that crisscross at the top of the feet, and then you'll see them tied around the ankle or at the arch of the foot. Types of dances done wearing these shoes are the real R E E L, slip jig, as Joe mentioned, the light jig, and the single jig. Lots of jigs and reels. Jig, jig, jig. I like it. Then you've got, on the flip side, you've got hard shoes, which are also referred to as heavy shoes or jig shoes. There's the jig word again. I can make a drinking game out of the, out of the jig, jig word today. Similar to tap shoes, these shoes are made of black leather, and they've got fiberglass heels, which really help with, the, with making the tap sound. Um, they also have taps on their tips and a leather strap across the top of the foot. When dancers stamp their feet, these shoes are known to create a sort of rhythmical percussion sound. And I think it's beautiful, personally. Uh, types of dances done wearing these shoes are the hornpipe and the treble jig as well. So you didn't wear any of these shoes, I'm assuming. I sure you didn't. You didn't your no, socks and anything, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was a fake Irish dancer. Oh, natural. A more modern trend involves adding white laces to soft shoes and then Ugh. white tape to the hard shoes, and just kind of like makes the legs look longer. I don't know. I know. Sounds pretty dumb to sounds me. Sounds a little vain to me, but you know what else? I guess if you're really committed, why not, huh? Several generations ago, the standard attire was simply Sunday best, which kind of goes yeah, off. That's what, what, what I wore. Joe, what Joe said, what yeah. Joe said. However, in the 70s and the 80s, the ornately embroidered dresses that you see today became popular. And it's kind of hard to describe them. I just, I just know they're. I mean, you see pictures, and they kind of you kind of need to see them to know they're colorful and Celtic. Very and colorful, yes, and very poofy. I would say, poofy huh? Stick yeah. out, huh? No, none of the girls in our school did that either. It was no. always it was Sunday best at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. I dig it. More style tidbits. You've got women and girls who typically wear a wig of curly hair, which you know I never realized this, but. I guess they do. I mean, any time you see someone wearing... No, I never how, thought... How did you not realize listen, that? Listen, you look at their feet. I never looked at their hair. And I just... I don't know. I mean, from the time I was little, I was like, oh, yeah, they have nice hair. But, like, look at their look at their outfits. Look at their feet. I never thought about the wig. I don't know. Or... I'm getting a look. Or the hair is worn in a bun. Or, like, some type of a hair piece, which I don't know. What, what how is. did you not notice their hair? I don't know. I mean, I guess I just figured they all had, like, really <laughs> curly hair. I don't know. I don't know. They were larger than life when I was, like, five or six. Wow. So I just kind of went with it. Men, on the other hand, no wigs are worn, to, to the best of my knowledge. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Joe tried out the curly hair himself, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, men wear a shirt, a vest, and a tie paired with black trousers. At least that's the traditional look. Uh, I would say Sunday best, probably, right? Mm -hmm. uh, anything you want to add to that attire, Joe? Did I skip over anything? I'm skipping P 
PTSD flashbacks of my <laughs> Irish dancing days. So the sooner this is over, the better. Oh, good. Well, Irish step dancing has had influence on other countries. Um, as I mentioned earlier, American square dancing, of course. It's said that Irish dancing has impacted and influenced the development of many other American dances and Canadian traditional dance forms as well. There's a strong Irish influence in Canada, which you don't always think about, but it is definitely there. Examples of these dances are flat footing, clogging, and tap dancing. So there you go. There you go. I took a little bit of tap when I was little. Tap is a big deal these and days, right? And some ballet, right? yes. So a little bit of those those shoes that I mentioned earlier with the, the little... The bar. Yes, the bar. Indeed, indeed. I actually had the chance to learn Irish step dancing, and because I'm the worst, I didn't go. Why didn't you go? I think I was tired and hungover. So. Uh, <laughs> and you didn't you didn't have curly hair either. So I, I did not have the this. curly hair. I didn't qualify. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I couldn't tough. do it. Yes. I had a friend from Finland who was a ballerina who was going to go with me, and we both bailed. I don't know. We're the worst. Yeah, We're the clearly. worst. Laura, why didn't you make us and go? You think that you're Irish. <laughs> so Irish step dancing uh, is very serious in terms of competition. You've got a whole structure behind this, Joe. People who want to participate in competition are divided by age and level of expertise. Their scores are based on technique. And when I say technique, I mean placement of feet, if, if their feet are turned out mm -hmm. at the proper times, and if they're off of their heels. Style is important. Grace, power, things like that that go hair. into... Hair. if your hair is curly enough, of course. Other key factors are timing, rhythm, and the sounds heard in their shoes. So I guess that's a pretty big deal, and it makes sense. The largest Irish step dancing competitions... Uh, I'm going to butcher this hardcore. Uh, on... Commission? No, no. Commission? Commission. Very easy. We only, it, only, it only took you three attempts. Shut the front door. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Commission. I'm getting better, guys. Like commission. Yeah. Shockingly. Only, only I like this one better. On Commission World Championships, mm -hmm. or as they're referred to a lot, is just the world or the worlds. I've heard. I've heard. And I'll tell you why I heard that, but I'll get to that later. Mm -hmm. More than 6,000 dancers compete um, from over 30 countries worldwide in these championships. The Ashling is awarded to the highest scoring dancer from overseas to encourage his or her dream to keep dancing, which I think is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Ashling means dream in Irish, so it's got a lot of symbolism it's behind it. It's also a girl's name because of that. I know, I think, it's, I think it's a pretty name. The World Championships first took place in Dublin in 1970. Over the years, um, they outgrew their original location, and they were moved around between the Republic and Northern Ireland. They've even taken place in Glasgow, Scotland, and Philadelphia, so all over. And we get some people sometimes who are going to the Worlds and who want to take the opportunity, if it's in Ireland, for example, to take the opportunity to go there with their daughter or whatever and... Adorable. Do a tour, you know, to yeah, grow their knowledge sure. of Ireland, I guess, rather than outside of just the traditional Irish stuff, which is which is cool. I'm sure, definitely. Now, as this is such a big phenomenon, um, it's played a huge role on pop culture. You've got river dance, which I think really brought Irish dancing to everyone's attention. I think before then, it maybe wasn't cool, or I, it was like river dance was an amazing thing in, in how it happened because there's this thing called the Eurovision mm -hmm. in, I was going to say in Ireland, it's in Europe really but it's this outdated song contest um, where they 
each country submits a really cheesy pop song, um, <laughs> but not from one of their really famous pop artists. You have to, it has there's all sorts of stringent rules around it. But Ireland hosted the Eurovision in '94 mm-hmm. because I think it, yeah they won it in '93. They were they won it a lot around them years actually, um, but they hosted it in '94, and as part of it because all of the artists perform first and then there's like a half hour to try and tally votes and let people call in because each country calls their own country to vote for other countries you're not allowed to vote for your own country really? basically really I didn't know that yeah so the, it took it takes like half an hour three quarters of an hour maybe even an hour in between the artists finishing singing and the votes being tallied and then they go around to each country and get the points or whatever now who all votes is it anybody 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 who's watching can call in yeah so this i mean this is is much bigger platform 23 years ago or whatever it is Mm -hmm. so i was going to say 13 but i'm not an idiot so (laughs) Um, so in that half an hour to an hour or whatever they have to put on a a halftime show basically like not like the super bowl because it's usually pretty ridiculous but (laughs) a lot of time it's just cringeworthy and awful in general but nobody really knew what Ireland was going to put on like usually it's something related to the culture or the whatever sure. of the of the country and the presenters just said ladies and gentlemen presenting Riverdance and then this thing came on and 15 minutes later there was people crying oh there wasn't oh I've seen the video good god yeah it was just it, it was, was not a quiet Nobody, person in the nobody audience. was expecting it. It was really this amazing thing, and that went on to you know take over the world. I guess sure, sure. Irish years. dance exploded in yeah. mainstream. So pop we will culture. definitely share that video because absolutely I think it's, I think it's the original River Dance. Absolutely. Then you've got Michael Flatley's Lord of the Dance. So Michael Flatley, in case you have been living under a rock, uh, was a part of River Dance, and he went on to create this. And it's arguably the most glamorous Irish dance show that has hit. And it was Riverdance that made him famous, and then he yes. went on to do... Yes, exactly, yes, yes. I, um, yes, he took the performance all over the world, which helped introduce many people to Irish culture, even even more so. It definitely makes Irish step dancers look like rock stars in their own right. I've seen videos, and they just, like, I mean, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You, you say again. I keep saying Irish weddings as well, but even anybody who can <laughs> anybody who can half dance at an Irish wedding will be made to you know the floor will be cleared at one point mm-hmm. and they will be made to do a dance. New at, Year's at Eve, point. New Year's Eve. Um, when I was at the Burren, you mentioned that mm-hmm. many episodes ago. Um, I'm sitting down. You know, I was tired, taking a taking a little break from dancing myself, and I'm in the area of the bar where there wasn't a band. Like a, like a, you know, pop band. It was more of the Irish. So the front bar. The front bar, yes, yes. This girl out of nowhere just starts doing this little jig, and it was so cool. And the guy she was with was loving it, and then he joined in. So I'm sure they, they took mm-hmm. dance, or they took lessons somewhere, yeah. but, you know, couldn't look away. Um, another part of pop culture, no, no. Another nod to Irish dancing, uh, of course, we mention it all the time, Titanic. You've got the third the third deck party scene when Jack and Rose show off their dance moves. Pretty cool, pretty romantic at the same time, really cute. And as we talked about before, 
the Irish that were on board, um, that's where they would have been. Would have exactly the, the third deck. So. Exactly yes, yeah. and it really portrays the passion and joy behind the dance itself. But also how much fun they're having compared to the rich snobs yes, upstairs too. Yes. So no, thank you, Cal. <laughs> I will. I will be downstairs dancing Jerk. with Leo DiCaprio. <laughs> Um, and last but not least, you've got Sue Bourne's documentary Jig, which is when I say I heard people mention the competition and call it the Worlds. Mm-hmm. I watched this last night um, because I, <laughs> I'm a pretty good employee. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty pretty good uh, 50 Reasons co-anchor here. Yes, um, really good documentary. It provides a look at the competitive side of Irish dancing, and you you see you know the the backstories of these kids from the time they were four, five, you know, you've got people who born in America and their parents are like, you know, yeah, I mean, our son, you know, he's, he's great at this. And, and you hear about, you know, if we had a tennis player for a son, we'd move to Florida. We've got an Irish step dancer for a son. So we're going to move to Dublin. You know, I mean, fascinating, fascinating. So, and I mean it when I say they take this seriously, seriously. this is life for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. So absolutely phenomenal. Have you seen jig i have not no i recommend it i recommend it indeed have you seen all have you seen the lord of the dance yes you have did you see it in person no no that'd be really cool if you did why i don't know just cut <laughs> it'd be cool i don't know i, I mean wanna... michael flaffy is my best friend but i mean you know you just texted him earlier before MBD. shout out michael flatley michael flatley is not my best friend <laughs> he could be he could be <laughs> well i think it's time for some slang or shice. I think so. Probably shice. Well, listen, so I have like... Based on previous episodes. I have a few different phrases here. And then I have some phrases that I heard during my trip in <laughs> Ireland. So I wanted to run That's them fair. by you because I don't know if you say... I don't think I've heard you say these yourself. Okay. So they were interesting to me. So first we'll go through like the, the quick little slanger shit here. So we've got hames to ruin or destroy. Yeah, that's one. Make a hames of... Oh, he made a hames of that podcast this morning. Okay, all right. Not being very good at it. (laughs) Scoops, an alcoholic drink. You go for a few scoops? Yeah, it's definitely used, it is, but I feel like I haven't used it since I was 18, probably. It's... More of a younger thing? Yeah, I think it's when you're new to alcohol. Okay. You go for a few scoops. Okay. Although, yeah, Dublin probably uses it a bit more as well. Interesting. Anyway. And then to throw shapes. Yeah. Throwing shapes out on the dance floor, like. To show off, sometimes aggressively. Yeah. And good good dance reference. Good job. (laughs) Good job. All right. Yes, those were all slang. Um, Very good. Yes. So these are two things that I heard a bunch over there. And I don't know. Maybe they're just kind of like more on the times type of phrases I had a lot of really good food in Ireland so um, this one is that's so yum people said yum all the time it's so yum is that not a thing? no it's it's delicious or it's really good but I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's so yum that's so yum have you heard of the word yummy? sure sure Okay. It's yummy, but I wouldn't say something's yum. I, I wouldn't either, but yes, it's definitely it's something so, that's said. That's yeah. so cute. That's so cute. Okay. And one other thing. I I'll, guess, be, I'll be really disappointed if you don't start saying that now. That's yum. Especially oh, when you get the carb on a Friday, for example. <laughs> oh my God, that's so yum. Fish and chips or something. Um, okay, and then this other one. And again, it's nothing super, super eye-opening. But instead of saying, you know, oh, um, we'd like to welcome you to our hotel, whatever. You're very welcome. Everybody said you're very welcome. You're you're very welcome to 
Lochran Castle. What is wrong with this? Nothing is wrong with it. <laughs> oh no, this is not words that Caitlin thinks is wrong. This is just slang that I heard when I was over there, and I have not, I have not heard people say that. You are it's, very welcome. It's yeah. a way people phrase things over there that's different from over here, and so I was just a little, I was, I thought it was very, very I charming. It, I didn't think it was any different. You're very honest. welcome. Well, I mean, you wouldn't say. You're all very welcome. You're very well, yeah. De- yeah. Definitely, yeah. I would just say, we'd like to welcome you. I will, or I don't know. I don't know. You're very welcome. I think when, okay, so let's say I were to open the door for you, Joe, and you would say thank you, I'd say you're very welcome. But I would not say you're very welcome to my hotel. I wouldn't think to. That's because you don't own a hotel, <laughs> Yeah. Try, try owning one Yet. first, and then you can talk. Yet. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, we've got Joe's favorite part here, I believe. Yes, we do. Coming up, huh? Caitlin, a conch. Mm-hmm. Just have to find where I left it. Oh, That's come all. on, Joe. Come no, on. I did this this morning, so don't worry. Don't look, don't look, don't look. Not looking, not cheating. Have to press the present button. Okay. okay. This one does have something to do with what we're talking about, which is very exciting Good job. for once. Oh, yeah. you're staying with the theme. I might even start doing that. So. I like it, Caitlin I like it. Caitlin, a conch, episode 13. Okay. We're about to go to it. You've got 10 seconds. Here we go. Bamid Og Damsa Oik Armach No Am Amarach Og An Tavarn. Zero words correct there. No, Zero. I was doing so I, well. I don't know how you don't know the word egg yet. You keep saying ag. I don't, even though we do it every week. I know, but I don't egg. like egg. So in my mind, I, I just mean, don't... I mean, the segment is called Caitlin Egg Conch. I know, but I just... <laughs> and we spell I that can't, E-G-G. I know, but I can't get I can't get into it. Okay, fine. Okay. Fine. Anyway. Wow. I did a really good job doing the phonetic wow. translation here, by the way. Bimage Egg Dousa Eha Am Arak Egg On Chalk Thornia. Yes. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's give it a guess. Uh, Remember, I told you what egg kind of means. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I might have a. I think that might be wrong. That second egg might not be. Mm. No, I think it's right. Interesting. Egg Interesting. on, air on. I don't know. It's, it, I, I'm never going to claim to be very good at Irish, but <laughs> figure it out. Uh, I think Dams. Whatever that is, that that word, I think it means dancing. You do. I do. I do indeed. Mm. Oh, I'm making really, really weird, scary noises. Yeah, we're going to edit them out. <laughs> or some of them. I have a or are not, we? I have a feeling they're not finished yet, so. <laughs> okay. Um, if that is dancing, then what would you? I don't know. I don't, I don't have a clue. Oops. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Something about dancing and teaching and something. Uh, okay, just because the word chalk looks like teach doesn't mean that it has anything to do with teaching. Well, that's very depressing then, isn't it? It's, it's really not when you know what this means. Okay. Uh, let's go dancing. Okay, this is a part of the sentence, and then this is the rest of it. Okay, okay. So if this is let's go dancing, which is close. Okay. 
Let's go dancing. This might be a certain time. Tonight. And this might be a certain place. At the... It's, no, it's not festival. Uh, at the... No, no. Let's go dancing tonight. That's all I got. Wow, we'll, okay. we'll see. We'll see what else. We will be dancing tomorrow night at the pub. Pub. That's pub at the Ch end. Chachtornia. That means pub. pub? Mm -hmm. Weird. I figured, it, I figured it was time to teach you that one. Yeah. Weird. I gotta Ch write that one down. Ch okay. Chalk is house. Chalk is house. Yeah. So chachtornia is, I guess. I'm not even sure what it actually means, but yeah, I mean, it translates to pub. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, so Chachtornia is... Oh my goodness! Is pub. I would think pub. Iha Amorach. Iha is night, and Amorach is tomorrow, so tomorrow night. Writing it down. Egg is dancing. Okay, okay. Bimage is... Bimage is a difficult one, um, because it's kind of two words melted together, because Irish likes to do that sometimes to make things easier for you, but it actually makes it more difficult. Okay, okay. But, uh, yeah, that's what that is. Oh, very so, good, go. very good. Class is out of session now. Good job. Thank good job, God. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, moving on. So... So we're getting close to the end, and you're probably wondering what this has to do with um, a reason for going to Ireland, but every episode that we do, even though we delve back into the history of whatever subject we're talking about and the you know whatever way it works all over the world the main thing we always get to in the end is why you would go to Ireland for this reason and where you can find the certain thing so you can go to Ireland and you can see lots of dancing there in a very fun setting um, so that's why we picked the tour that we picked today in Pots and Plans and I am going to um, even even places that are not mentioned in the tour we'll also mention that would be good to see Irish dancing so take it away Pots alright so our tour for Pots and Plans is Charming Ireland has you flying into and out of Dublin you get 7 days and 6 nights with this tour and it's a self drive tour which is good to note Starting out in Dublin, you can check out traditional dancing in the pubs. Dublin is, after all, a cultural hub, so it's a great spot to find this. And another thing that you can do in Dublin is there is a number of different Irish nights or um, pub dinner kind of traditional nights. Um, our favourite one is the Merry Ploughboys. It's, it's a little outside Dublin, but there's a shuttle bus that runs from the city. And our good friend Donal is one of the... Uh, guys who plays in the band there and also Shout owns the him. also owns the pub I was talking to him at Epic Ireland believe it or oh, not a couple of weeks ago very good um, but they put on a great show and part of their show is music but also dancing in between it's a it's a really good show alright then you get two nights in Killarney you can see shows like Celtic Steps which is very highly acclaimed you can visit Tralee and see the National Folk Theatre not a bad place to mm -hmm. also see some dancing and get your um, culture. Also, yeah, in Tralee, there's also a theater. Maybe it's the same thing, but it's called Shimsa Chira. And they put on different kind of shows as well. Not always um, Irish dance shows, but definitely more on the artsy side. And some of it has dancing, some of it has music. Some of it is just acting and plays and stuff. But it's it's an interesting, an interesting night out as well. Sounds like it for sure. Then you get two nights in Galway. A big show in Galway is called Trad on the Prom, 
and it's got the most awarded dancers in Ireland out of any other um, show you'll find. Some of us on this podcast got married at the Galway Hotel, which is um, where um, which fancy. is where Trad on the Prom takes place. Okay, is, uh, okay, yeah. that's a fun fact there. You can also take a beginner's Irish dance class at the Carb School of Irish Dancing, which you know you can take and a class for me. Pro- since probably have a better time than I did when I was learning <laughs> Irish dancing. So, uh, and then from Galway, you move on to Kilkenny, where you can see one of its amazing festivals. Kilkenny, I mean Ireland in general, is big for festivals but Kilkenny is very popular in the cultural festivals and it offers. getting more and more. So a lot of the cities, actually, they seem to have a festival every other week now, which is really a lot of fun. Like in Sligo as well, they've got the Fla during the during the summer, which is another great place you'll find dancing. And even, even little places like Bunratty and Bunratty Castle, they have a, a medieval banquet night, and they also have a traditional Irish night, which would be, you know, similar to what the Merry Plowboys do, so there's a lot of different places in the country that you can go to find music and dancing and dancing and music and a mixture of all of that, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Now, it's important to note here that, as with all of our self-drive tours, this is simply a suggested itinerary. You have the power to come and go as you please. If you have places in mind that you'd rather visit instead of what we just mentioned, or if you're looking for other suggestions, we're happy to help you. You can find this tour and the other tours we've talked about in our past episodes at crystal-travel.com slash reasons. And I think that's all we have for you today, right, Joe? It sure is. Stay tuned for reason number 14 coming out Monday, April 17th. Just have to go find my bower on. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. I'll put on my tap shoes and I'll do it that Please way. Please do. Don't I would highly me. enjoy that. Reason number 14 is... Language. Ooh, that sounds really exciting, Caitlin. <laughs> How are we going to get an episode out of that? <laughs> sounds like I'm going to be made fun of even no, more. Langu- I think language is going to actually. Well, there's a good idea. We'll just spend the whole <laughs> Caitlin and Conch episode. No, language is really important to everything that Ireland is, and even though the Irish language is a dying language, a lot of what the vernacular that Irish people speak with so as we talk about in slang or shite mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from the Irish language so there is an interesting thing there and also exploring Gaeltacht areas which are the real rural areas that were highly affected by the famine but you know are the most untouched and beautiful parts of the country so there is there is a lot to talk about with language and I'm you do see it on the signs though I mean it's it's still very prevalent mm-hmm. when you when you're looking to see where you're going on the road I mean, sure it's is very much there yeah. we want to thank you so much for listening uh, and we want to remind you to visit 50reasonspodcast.com for upcoming episodes and show notes find us on Facebook at 50 reasons podcast and on Twitter at 50 reasons pod Find us on iTunes and you can subscribe, rate, comment, tell a friend, tell your cat, tell your tell your mailman. Don't tell, t- don't tell your cat. Cats won't listen. <laughs> tell your dog. Your dog will listen for sure. Yeah, Until next time, everybody. Snow in the wall, yeah.